2: Southern Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. From the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg, this is the Eagle Hour. I'm Kelly Sander, along with producer-engineer Michael Murgens. Luke Johnson off. Bob Getty is in Auburn, Alabama. We're going to be checking in with him momentarily as the show continues throughout the hour. Also joining us will be Cliff Russom, who is the color analyst on the ESPN Plus broadcasts at Pete Taylor Park. Of course, you'd have to be living in a cave to not know that the Eagles are getting ready to play Penn for advancement in the NCAA Super Regionals, where they would take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Exactly where that will take place, either in Hattiesburg or Knoxville, would be to be determined, but first things first, the Eagles have to get there. There's a lot to unpack here, so let's get to it. The first segment of the program brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, one of our favorite places smoked here, loved everywhere. Your favorite place to go, whether you're tailgating for a football or baseball game, catering an event, big or small, Dickie's can take care of your needs, all the delicious sides that go along with your smoked brisket, chicken, whatever it might be on the menu. They've got it for you at Dickies. We appreciate what they do not only for this show, but for Southern Miss Athletics. The Eagles stay alive in the Auburn Regional by virtue of an 11-2 to win over the Penn Quakers last night. The Quakers were undefeated in that regional. All they had to do was beat Southern Miss to advance, but the Eagles had other ideas. And in a game that was nip and tuck really until the ninth inning last night where the Eagles, Eagles, Eagles erupted for eight runs, and that's exactly what happened. The bats came alive, coming up with eight runs. The final line score, the Eagles, 11 runs, 15 hits, no errors. The Quakers, two runs, five hits on three errors. Justin Storm was amazing on the mound. He got the win after throwing five and two-thirds innings. He was uh, nearly untouchable. And that allowed the Eagles and Quakers then to play a game today. It was really unclear as to what time they would play that game. There was some speculation that the game would be played tonight. But 2 o'clock was the decided starting time, so they'll get going here in a little while. And again, we will be getting live reports both from Cliff Russum and our own Bob Getty who are in Auburn standing by here to join us a little bit later in the program. When you look at that game last night, The Southern Miss hitters, again, they erupted for eight runs in that ninth inning. The only, the only eagle that did not register a hit last night was Danny Lynch. And when you look at the Southern Miss lineup, hitters one through nine have all been really efficient in this tournament. So you're certainly hoping today that that will continue. So as you go into this winner-take-all game, as it were, the question becomes, who do you put there on the mound? All right, would it be Will Armistead? You know, he did throw some, but you wouldn't think that he threw enough pitches where he wouldn't be able to go today. Would it be J.B. Middleton? He was warming up in the bullpen yesterday to maybe get some pitches in. So there was some conventional thinking that Middleton might get the start today. Well, if you were thinking of either of those, in both cases, you would be wrong because in a winner-take-all. And again, there is no tomorrow. If you don't win this one, you go to the guy that has been your go-to guy for the last couple of years. Even though in his last outing he threw 123 pitches late last week, Tanner Hall gets the start for Southern Miss. He will be on the mound today against the Quakers when things get going here at the top of the hour at 2 o'clock. So, Cliff Russum, who pitched for Southern Miss and, again, is an analyst for ESPN+. We'll talk to him about the pluses and minuses, potentially, of another quick start after throwing that many pitches. But here's something else to think about. Let's just say the Eagles win this game, and we're all pulling as hard as we can that that happens. The Super Regionals <laughs> begin on Friday and Saturday, depending on the way it shakes out in, in the schedule. So let's just say the Eagles win this game and the Super Regionals begin on Friday. Well, that would only give Tanner Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday rest to potentially go again. But you totally get the decision, right? I mean, you don't even have to worry about Friday or Saturday if you don't get this one today. And, and I'm sure Tanner Hall was saying, give me the ball. I'm ready to go. So you totally get it. But uh, Tanner Hall does get the start today for Southern Miss. He will be ready to go when the team's... Tee it up, so to speak, at 2 o'clock this afternoon at Auburn. And Auburn, remember how much controversy there was last week and how much grief we were giving John Cohen on the selection committee about Auburn even getting to host a regional. Yes, they're in the SEC. Yes, John Cohen's on the selection committee. Auburn lays one of the biggest eggs in the tournament by dropping its first two games. And you remember how Southern Miss fans only got 200 tickets mostly for the parents of players and support staff at Southern Miss. Well, Auburn is nowhere to be found now, and the Penn Quakers out of the Ivy League and Southern Miss from the Sun Belt are the last two standing at that Auburn Regional. Speaking of the Sun Belt, Louisiana, the Cajuns have been eliminated. Troy was knocked out as well, although both teams... Represented the Sun Belt Conference very well. Now, Coastal Carolina is still alive along with Southern Miss. Coastal will be playing the Duke Blue Devils a little bit later on in a similar situation, a winner-take-all. The winner of that game will go to the Super Regionals. Unlike Southern Miss, Coastal was rewarded with a host spot in the regionals, so the Chanticleers will be at home against Duke tonight in the winner-take-all. So as all these teams shake out in the regionals, two of the four Sunbelt teams are still alive. Not that we're going to lose any sleep over this one way or the other, but just for the record, there were only two teams from Southern Miss's old conference, Conference USA, that got bids. That was the Charlotte 49ers. Charlotte got the bid because the 49ers won the Conference USA tournament. Well, Charlotte's out, and Dallas Baptist, one of the newest members of Conference USA and a nationally ranked program that Southern mishandled earlier this year, Dallas Baptist has been eliminated. So the long, the long and the short of that is, no more teams from Conference USA are even alive. Where two of the four Sun Belt teams still. Very much alive. So, again, Tanner Hall gets the start today for Southern Miss. When you look at other regional winners, now some teams have already punched their ticket on to the Supers. Let's take a look at those. Texas, the Longhorns, who have the most appearances ever in the College World Series. The Longhorns have been to the College World Series 36 times. Texas went down to Coral Gables in Miami And won that regional. So the Longhorns are on to the next round. Indiana State. The Sycamores hosted a regional in Terre Haute. They defeated the Iowa Hawkeyes to advance. So Indiana State and Texas have moved on. Wake Forest is moving on to the next round. Tennessee went over to Clemson and won that regional. Now that's one of the SEC teams... And the reason why that is significant, the Tennessee win, is because that is who Southern Miss, or Penn, to be fair, will play in the Super Regionals. Tennessee waiting to see who wins the game against the Quakers and the Eagles, because that's who Tennessee will face next. So, if it's, let's say it's Tennessee or Southern Miss, the selection committee for the NCAA will determine which school will get to host the Super Regional. It will come down to a committee vote, whether Tennessee would get to host it or Southern Miss would get to host it. And again, when the Eagles go up against some of these teams from that conference, it hasn't worked out real well. But Southern Miss was right on the cusp of getting to host a regular regional this year. And when you look at the number of tickets that the Eagles and the Eagle Nation bought last year, at the regional and super regional, that will be a really good argument. But again, it will, would come down to a committee vote as to whether Southern Miss or Tennessee would get to host, and to be fair, whether Penn or Tennessee would get to host. But we can't put the, the cart ahead of the horse here too soon. In other regionals, Oregon, the Ducks out of the Pac-12, went up to Nashville and put Vanderbilt out. Vanderbilt, another SEC team, is sidelined by a team other than the SEC. Oregon advances. Virginia won its own regional. Oral Roberts went to Oklahoma State in Stillwater and won. Alabama won its own regional. South Carolina won its own regional. And South Carolina was the one that a lot of people said didn't even deserve to go. So at least Carolina got a little bit of uh, revenge there so to speak when we come back we're going to be checking in with cliff russum the analyst for the espn plus broadcast at southern miss he's at auburn standing by with a live report this eagle hour on a monday continues in a moment
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
2: This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Bookmart. If you've got Southern Miss swag needs, there's only one place to go. You can even go online if you want to, if you don't want to have to fight uh, Hardy Street traffic. Campusbookmart.net. But it is the bright yellow building. And I say, you really can't miss it. I mean, I if I can't miss it, you can't miss it. It's right across from the main entrance um, from Southern Miss on Hardy Street. The the big yellow building and it's got the signs out front. You can get your you can get your Sun Belt tournament uh, t shirts there as well now. And football stuff will be arriving shortly. It's Campus bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. Cliff Russum joins us now on the phone. He has arrived in Auburn this afternoon. He is the color analyst for the ESPN Plus Southern Miss crew when broadcasts take place at Pete Taylor Park. And Cliff, as you're arriving in Auburn, of course, you got word that uh, Tanner Hall is getting the start today. Let me just start uh, generally speaking. What did you think of the decision? Pluses, minuses, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, a little surprised, honestly, but, you know, I, I know Coach Ives and, and his, he knows his guys really, honestly, I think in some cases better than they know themselves. And I'm sure that was a conversation he had with Tanner this morning. Uh, my guess is this, that decision was probably made today, not even last night. Uh, but I think it's just one of those things where he's obviously going to be on a short leash. And you know, if you knew, if your Coach Eyes and your Coach Barry, and you know you're going to use him today at some point, why not go ahead and put him out there first? I, I love it, and you know, it just goes to show you what type of bulldog that Tanner is.
2: Well, I, I was going to say, if if you were to ask Tanner Hall, what do you think? You know what he's going to say.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and and he's not going to turn that ball down. But again, you know, Coach Oz and Coach Barry are not going to put him out there unless a they they think he's healthy enough to go, uh, and and b if they can think he can make it can't be. Or, don't think he can can be productive, and uh, you know I, I expect it's probably just a couple innings if I had to guess, maybe one time through the lineup or so. But uh, you know you, you want your your guy in this spot, you want your guy, your, your top guy out there, and uh, I tell you what, what it else does, it does, you're looking across the dugout, and you know if you're a you have to be looking at Tanner Hall in that bump, thinking, oh my gosh, what what have we gotten into here? And uh, you know hopefully you just you're, you're trying to get started down the right foot and. And get ahead early, and get a lead early, and then you turn it over to the bullpen.
2: There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic with this Southern Miss team when they when they unloaded for eight runs in the ninth inning. And as we mentioned, Danny Lynch, who you know normally that guy is is super dependable. They had an off night last night, but everybody else in the team was clicking, and that's what team sports are all about. I mean, one through nine in that game last night, there really was not an easy out, and when you take into account the eagles really did not run the bases very well last night that that could have been a 10 run rule game yesterday
1: yeah well and and look it's postseason baseball right and uh what you need at this time of the season is somebody different to step up every game and it's not going to be the same guy game in game out and really that this offense has done that all season kelly and uh, it 's kind of been somebody every weekend and and you know middle of the season it was Slade, and then uh you know then it's it 's kind of Dickerson right now and what Monaster did yesterday and what he 's done this weekend as a freshman for his first time on this stage it 's really just it's remarkable to see what he 's done at that age
2: and and what do you make what do you make of the performance that Montenegro has put forth and he's really kind of uh, he 's really kind of been i think kind of been swept under the rug at least the performance, but man, that guy has been automatic almost.
1: And he, he seems to come up, Kelly, at every at-bat, seems to have people on with, with two outs in big situations. And he's just come through. And, and really, he's made it. I mean, you've seen it. He's caught every game this weekend. And he's made it just to where Coach Barry can't not put him in there, right? And, you know, and to have that in that nine spot to where he flips the lineup over to Edson has been huge.
2: So now, you just can't help but tell just by even – it's different when you see a game in person but even watching the ESPN plus versions of these games the swagger that this eagle team to me seems to be playing with right now can be nothing but a plus yes
1: well i think what you're seeing is is a lineup and guys that have been in this situation before uh, obviously last year the majority of this lineup was you know they they played that regional and super regional last year at home and that's just huge you, you you can't underestimate that experience and you know, what those guys bring to this lineup that have done this already, and I think that's what you're seeing. Uh, you know they they they've done it the hard way, but they've done it because they've been there uh, and and have that experience.
2: I want to ask you as as a pitcher, and with Tanner Hall going out there, you talked about the the bull, bulldog mentality, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing to you, but when you were a much younger man, I did have the pleasure, and I do mean pleasure, to get to coach you as a pitcher. And I think you had that same mentality. There's not a lot of people, Cliff, that like being in a situation where it's on them, baby. But you were one of those guys, and Tanner Hall is one of those guys. Can you put into words and try to describe to people what that is?
1: Yeah, you, you have to um, – you, you can't coach it, Kelly. and um, But at the same time, you got to listen to your body, right? I mean, do 100 – 23 pitches a couple of days ago, and uh, he, he is not going to feel 100%. That's, that's stating the obvious. And hey, I'll, I'll go back to 2004 conference tournament in in Houston. I started the first game, took a loss against Memphis, and I begged Coach Palmer for the ball uh, for, the, for the championship game on a couple of days' rest. And I go out there and I get absolutely shelled in the first inning, get yanked in the first inning. Patrick Ezell follows me up and throws a gem. But I took both losses in that conference championship. And uh, I'm not sure that's been done since then. But uh, the good news is Tanner Hall is way better than I ever was. So, you know, you, you got to like your chances with him up there. Even if it's just to get six or nine outs, you, you got to like the, the chances with him starting up on that bump.
2: But but Penn, when you look at the – you know, people say, well, Penn, Penn can't be very deep in pitching. but But be careful, young Jedi – you know they they've been managing their pitching staff pretty well too so i don't this is not this is not a pen team that you're just going to be able to steamroll i wouldn't think
1: no you don't get to this point kelly with with just a couple arms i mean they they're going to run some guys out there and they did last night you know they're going to run guys out there that have have pitched in these situations for them all year but just like us i, I feel confident that you know they're probably going to have to call on somebody at some point that maybe hasn't been in this situation before and that's going to be the difference. Is, is which which one which team has that guy that steps up that made you know, the Justin Storm last year against LSU. You know we we have a history of these guys doing this, and and that's going to be the difference in today's game.
2: How about the Justin Storm of last night? For heaven's sakes? <laughs> he,
1: he's he's look he he didn't do anything different last night. We haven't seen all year. He's been remarkable all year long. He's just been incredible. Just a that's a just a. A huge performance last night, and one for the ages for sure.
2: And, and I want to say this, especially after a Southern Miss win, because if I were to say it after a Southern Miss loss, it would it would sound like spilt milk, sour grapes, or me being a crybaby. But I I have really been disappointed at, at the umpires at this level. Um, at at, at the, the the play at home plate last night, where they even had to go to the headsets, uh, was it Dickerson uh, sliding home in, in the ninth inning? And the and the pickoff play at second base, Th- those those are plays you shouldn't even have to go to the headset. Is it just me, uh, Cliff, Clifford? <laughs> nah, have you, have you also been disappointed?
1: Yeah, I've, I've watched every pitch of this this regional, and it's it's been a little bit of a circus out there for sure. But you know, you, you know those guys are out there doing. Look, I, I'm not here to to critique those guys. They're out there doing the best thing, the best job they can. But good news for for both teams is that they do have the instant replay now, and. and you know, for the majority of it, they're getting the calls correct on the field, but it uh, certainly has been a story of the weekend when it shouldn't be.
2: Is there anything that you're looking for in this game today that would give you a heads-up as to whether it's going to be a good day for the Eagles or a bad day?
1: Uh, I think just this offense rolling early. Uh, let's see if they can build off the momentum from that game late last night and keep it rolling. Uh, and I think it starts at the top with with Matthew Edson. So you got to get him rolling, get him on base. Uh, the the other guys behind him with with Dickerson swinging it like he is. I think Matthew Evans is going to be a big part of this game.
2: We've heard the term short leash before when it comes to pitchers, but define it specifically today. If you are if you are Coach Oz or of course the boss at the top Scott Berry, what does a short leash mean today with Tanner Hall?
1: Well, I think that's. I think that's where the advantage of having Christian Ostrander in your, in your dugout comes into play, too, uh, Kelly, that he, he can, he can pick up on small things that I just think most people, most people don't, most coaches don't. He can see things to whether he knows whether his guy has it or not. Uh, I'll be honest, last night in that game, he, he went and got Nico kind of early and I was thinking, man, that, that's a quick leash. But you go back to, to Friday's game when he pulled Justin Storm early and you're kind of thinking, why did he pull Justin there? But you saw exactly why last night. I just can't underestimate how good Christian Ostrander is and the decisions he makes. He's just one step ahead of everybody, and I get the sense that's going to be the same today.
2: Well, we are all hoping and pulling and and thinking that Southern Miss is going to bring home a regional title, which would then mean the Eagles against the Vols of the SEC out of Tennessee. And I mean this very quickly as we head into the bumper music. Do the Eagles have a chance to host an SEC team again in the Super Regional, or will it go to Knoxville?
1: That's the million dollar question, Kelly. It's not out of the question for sure. Okay, Um, okay, good.
2: Good, good. I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because sometimes I get kind of a defeatist attitude when it comes to that (laughs) conference. Cliff, enjoy the game. Hope it's a good one for the Eagles. Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for
2: having me on. All right, Cliff Russom, everybody, the color analyst for the ESPN Plus crew at Southern Miss Games at Pete Taylor Park. When we come back, our own Bob Getty is in the the bleachers, in the stands at Auburn. He's got some Southern Miss fans that he's going to be talking to there as well. The Eagles and the Quakers at the top of the hour in Auburn. This Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages.
0: Southern Miss to the top, top.
2: you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. On this Monday, all eyes on Auburn, Alabama, as the Eagles take on the Penn Quakers for a shot at the Super Regionals coming up later on this week. Let's go there right now. Our own Bob Getty, co-host and producer of the Eagle Hour, is there with uh, Golden Eagle fans galore. Bob, taken away from Auburn. All right, uh,
0: Kelly, glad to be here. We're right here outside the baseball stadium about 20 minutes away from this regional championship game. A lot of Southern Miss uh, black and gold here, as you can imagine. Two super fans with me, Randall Mason and James Hutto. I'm going to start with Randall because James is tired of me. We've been watching baseball together all year. Randall is truly a super fan from the state of Louisiana. i never see a basketball game. You're not there, baseball, football, so on. But you've been here the uh, entire weekend. Randall, last night the ESPN guys were uh, talking during the broadcast about how crazy and loud the Southern Miss fans are. Tell us how the atmosphere's been here all weekend. It's electric, and man, I, I'm—I tell you, I'm surprised I can speak today because I'm one of those loud fans that just really get into it. And watching the ninth inning last night, I couldn't talk when it was over. With we got back to the the RV by midnight, and I was up till two o'clock. Still pumped, couldn't go to sleep. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm. Uh, oh, I can't wait for this day to get over with. Well, you know what happened? Things were going good for Penn last night, and then James. Uh a storm blew in, did it not? That's right. Look, we we we're, that wasn't our first rodeo now We see it all the time. And uh, I'd seen earlier that it might happen, but uh, it was so disappointing. And you never know how they're going to come back from that. And they said Matt Adams, like uh, every 15 minutes he kept throwing. So he came back and uh, – but but it worked out. But, yeah, we, we're used to that kind of stuff with these Uh No question. You, your thought about the atmosphere and the Southern Miss uh, turnout here? Well, the, the uh, some of the ticket takers here from Auburn told us the first day here, they said, man, I, we can't believe how Southern Miss travels, how many people. And I just, just did. That's how we travel. So, yeah, it, it's amazing. We were down uh, around Toomer's Corner this morning and walking around, and all you see down there is black and gold. It's amazing. All right, Randall, I know you travel from Louisiana very frequently. How many trips a year do you make from Louisiana to Hattiesburg? I I missed two basketball games with the flu, and I haven't missed any baseball games, and I've been to several away games, and I haven't missed a football game. And uh, Good thing my wife's retired, too, because now we both get to go to all of them. All right, Kelly, I guess you can see these guys are pretty pumped up. There is, there is in fact, an electric atmosphere here, man. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting, Kelly.
2: And you're going to get to see Tanner Hall on the hill, Bob. What was the reaction there when it was announced that Tanner Hall will indeed be on the bump?
0: Well, hell, I was surprised. These guys told me, well, I, I just got here and these guys told me, but you know, I mean, it, it, everything's on the line here. And uh, here's, here's something that I think would be so magical about winning today. It would be the 44th win of the season. And we've honored 44 all year. There's, there's a little something magic in there, Kelly Sander. I'm feeling pretty good about this.
2: Well and again it would be I think especially sweet too because you know we we kind of made fun of Auburn and the fact that that the selection committee chairman was from Auburn and Auburn limited the number of tickets that Southern Miss fans I I would imagine there's plenty of tickets now there, Bob Getty. Yeah,
0: tickets are pretty cheap. Three and four dollars these Auburn fans. Uh, bought the you know bought the weekend pass which i guess was a mistake but i do want to point out you were the one that was hard on auburn i I don't recall saying anything
2: well uh, i think you have a pretty short memory then friend because (laughs) well let me say i i threw them out there but you jumped on that bandwagon but to be fair we were pretty tough on south carolina and the gamecocks emerged victorious in their regional so they're moving on
0: All right, well, there's a lot of excitement here. This is a big, big day for Southern Miss baseball. This would be historic, two back-to-back super regionals, and I think everybody here wearing a gold shirt today is really pulling for Scott Berry uh, to get this win. These guys got one thing they want to say before we go, and that is Southern Miss
1: to the top. All
2: right, Kelly, that's it from Auburn, buddy. All right, Bob, thanks very much. You guys have fun and bring it back to Hattiesburg. Bob Getty live there in Auburn. With a myriad of uh, Southern Miss fans, boy, they are they are getting ready to... And, and, you know, you can't say that, that the fan base hasn't done its part as well this season. When you look at all the attendance figures, not just in, uh, in the Sun Belt, but across the country, for a school that has the enrollment that Southern Miss does, uh, the baseball fans, they set all kind of attendance records. They set the season ticket sales record this year. They have really responded... And at one point, I think the baseball team had won 14 straight games this year. Scott Berry announces his retirement, then the smooth transition to name Christian Ostrander the next head coach. So uh, it appears that uh, things won't miss a beat, but a lot riding today. And I think Bob uh, brings up a good point that, Look, with as much that's on the line today, you worry about the Super Regional when it gets here. You've got to win this one today or you don't have to worry about the Super Regional. So Southern Miss and the Penn Quakers. And look, what a season it's been for the Quakers out of the Ivy League. Uh, when you're talking about the athletes in the Ivy League, you're talking about uh, superior Academians, right as well as athletes. Not to take away anything from other college athletes, but look, you know what the academic standards are in the Ivy League, and for them to be able to to dedicate as much time as it takes to excel on the field and in the classroom, you got to salute uh, the Quakers as well. So they're gonna they're gonna put it all on the line here in about fifteen minutes or so. When you look at other regionals that are yet to be determined. A lot of the SEC schools that we talked about that are hosting regionals are still involved. LSU uh, is still involved in their regional down at Alex Box. Florida and Texas Tech are playing a winner take all. Now, when we began our Eagle Hour broadcast just uh, at the top of the one o'clock hour, Florida was leading in the fifth inning three to nothing. That was down in Gainesville. So that's a winner take all game. Florida wins it, of course, they will move on to the Super Regional. Arkansas still involved in their regional. Kentucky up in Lexington. A lot of people thought that Lexington, that Kentucky really didn't deserve to host a regional. But the Wildcats are still in. Texas A&M, one of the newest members of the SEC. Texas A&M still alive in their regional out west. So still a lot of things to be determined at the regional level, including the Southern Miss game But again, Texas has already moved on. Indiana State, Wake Forest, Tennessee, who will face the winner of the Penn Southern Miss series. Of course, if Penn happens to beat Southern Miss today, then Tennessee would host that regional because Tennessee has a better seating than Penn does. But if Southern Miss wins, both Tennessee and Southern Miss are number two seeds so the committee would have to determine who hosts the super regional oregon has advanced virginia moves on oral roberts how about oral roberts going to stillwater oklahoma uh, uh host oklahoma state and knocks out oklahoma state so oral roberts moves on south carolina wins its own and that was one that we really uh, had to question south carolina hosting uh, in the regional but The Gamecocks prevailed and Alabama wins its regional and the Crimson Tide rebounding after some tumult in the regular season that found their head coach being fired. And hopefully later on this week, we'll be talking with J.R. Teagues from southeastern Louisiana. He's the athletic director down in Hammond. He is on That selection committee, as we mentioned, hopefully he can fill in some blanks as to some things that uh, went said and maybe unsaid as to when those final decisions came out. And based on the fact that when we talked to coaches from Penn and Samford and some of these other teams that have been involved in this this regional at Auburn, they all kind of said the same thing. If you want college baseball to be a national sport, you're going to have to start, in their view, spreading the wealth, so to speak, as far as different parts of the country getting to host these regionals. For example, uh, Texas. I don't think Texas got to host a single regional. Again, I could be wrong, but I don't think Texas got to host one. Uh, California only got to host one. Two of the biggest states in the country. One regional between them. Now, you take South Carolina and long live the South. South's going to rise again. But South Carolina one of the smallest states in the South got to host three. All right. The Chanticleers in Conway, the Gamecocks in Columbia, and Clemson, all three of them in a, in a very small space, each got to host regionals. Now, the only one that, you know, might kind of be outside the box, so to speak, would be Indiana State, the Sycamores. Terre Haute, Indiana is not exactly the capital of the baseball capital of the country, but the Sycamores defended their home turf. They beat Iowa of the Big Ten. So there should be more Terre according to these coaches. You know, let some of these fringe schools who are playing pretty well, like Campbell. The Campbell Camels, I think, had only lost 14 games all year long. And over the past two years, Campbell has had the highest winning percentage of just about any school out there. But Campbell was shunned. A regional. Now, Campbell was defeated in the regionals, but you can't underestimate the power of having the advantage of a home field. And you, you have to wonder, you know, how well would Campbell have done if the Camels were allowed to be on their home field? Now, on the other side of the commercial brick, we've got some news breaking from Southern Miss basketball. There is the carousel moving in college baseball as well. Co- coaches moving here and there, and a big award... For the other university in Hattiesburg, that, of course, being William Carey, we'll have that and more stuff when the Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages. miss to the top special shout out to uh, many of the businesses that make the eagle hour possible and their big support of uh, southern miss athletics including janet king the king of clean they've been uh, cleaning out institutional businesses for gosh forever uh, there's only one place to go janetking.com you can check them out Mobe beignet the official beignet store is that a word store for ben- for beignets michael with a restaurant what do we call eatery maybe what do we call mobay the official eatery of or the official
1: no because eatery be- would have multiple yeah that's true i think beignets beignet.
2: okay or let's get really fancy it's called a shoppy s S-H-O-P-E. h oh. o e p e oh that's the old english yeah. way to say it right Mobe Beignet, they make the beignets fresh there when you order them so that you're getting the very freshest uh, beignets. Whether you got a big appetite or just want something to tide you over, all the different coffees they've got there, too, are are uh Real tasty. need to check it out. 4th Street Bar and Grill. They're probably gathering right now, getting ready for the 2 o'clock first pitch. They've got uh, the darts over there, too. Pool tables. Great place to shoot a game of pool if you want to do that. Everybody there is a Southern Miss fan. You can hear about all the things they've got going on here on Super Talk Mississippi. And D1 Baseball and Softball Academy, D1 Training. Get your youngsters a membership over the summer when it's too hot to be outside. You can go inside. They can get in the batting cages. Use their membership to get in there with the batting cages. All those business. This is making things a little bit better for Southern Miss. All right, a little bit about a lot of things now. Southern Miss basketball getting a little bit more of an international flavor as Andre Curbelo has announced his commitment to Southern Miss. A Puerto Rican all-star by way of St. John's University has said he is going to be heading to Southern Miss. Andre Curbelo, spelled C-U-R-B-E-L-O. Again, Puerto Rican by way of St. John's. Uh, headed to Southern Miss. Lots of baseball news to talk about. Bobby Barbier has been named the new head baseball coach at Southeastern Louisiana, replacing Matt Reiser. Barbier stays in the Southland Conference. He moves to Southeastern from Northwestern State. Barbier to Southeastern in Hammond. Meanwhile, at Northwestern State, his assistant coach, Chris Bertrand has been promoted to the head coach in Natchitoches. So Coach Bert, as they called him, has been promoted to head coach at Northwestern State. And both of those schools have a lot of ties to Southern Miss, have played Southern Miss over the years. Missouri – From the SEC is hiring Memphis head baseball coach Carrick Jackson. Jackson is a Missouri native, and he is leaving Memphis to head to Missouri to become the Tigers uh, head baseball coach. By the way, we we were talking a little bit about Texas having the most appearances in the College World Series with 36 appearances. Merg, this is – let me just test you. I think you might – do pretty good at this what do you what do you think is the school that has had the most titles now it's not a trick question it's, it's not texas I, oh shoot no there you go yeah texas i just blew no 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 I'm, I'm wrong it is not texas okay texas has had the most appearances right with 36 but what ncaa division one school has won the most college world series
0: i really have no idea i don't okay. know where to begin
2: okay texas would be a good guess right um, I ran this by some other people. They said Miami, which would be another good guess, yeah. but, but not right. Actually, you have to go to the other side of the country. Really? Yeah. Then somebody said Arizona. I said another yeah. good guess, but not right. This, this school, probably when you were growing up, made their money in football, so to speak. But it's not UCLA, is it? Very close. The other one. Sacramento. No. no. <laughs> not minus, not UCLA, but... Um, USC. Yeah, USC. Yeah, yeah, USC. Southern Cal has won 12 College Baseball World Series. They haven't haven't done much lately, but uh, Southern Cal has the most with 12. Texas has the most appearances with 36. By the way, a shout-out to our own William Carey University in Hattiesburg, who won the SSAC Commissioner's Cup. The way the Commissioner's Cup works, it's based on overall sports performance. For all of the sports in both men and women's. Carey won the women's overall best performance during the academic year. Dalton State won the men's trophy, but the overall trophy, the one that, the the biggest one, the one that really counts, also went to William Carey. So, and of course, the baseball team going to the NAIA World Series certainly didn't hurt their chances. So, congratulations to Athletic Director DJ Pulley and uh, President Dr. Ben Burnett. William Carey wins the SSAC Commissioner's Cup. So getting ready in uh, Auburn, it's winner take all. Tanner Hall on the hill for Southern Miss. And again, then if Southern Miss wins it, it would be the Eagles against Tennessee. And because both Tennessee and Southern Miss were second seeds in their regional, it would come down to a committee vote as to whether Tennessee would host the Super Regional in Knoxville. Or Southern Miss would host it in Hattiesburg, and and it am I,
1: seems so obvious. But you you want to, I I want benefit of the doubt. But I, at the same time, it's sort of like, come on, I've l- been look at how this season's gone already.
2: I've been so cynical and so jaded. <laughs> I know over the years. By of course, it's going to Knoxville. I, <laughs> but if it does, come here. Oh, would that not awesome. be nuts? Yeah, this weekend. So anyway, let's get this one first, right, everybody. Wherever you're watching the game, enjoying it. Black and gold all the way, and like never before, until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top.
0: Into the future. And time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping.
2: Into the future. I want to fly like an eagle. To the sea.